see what happens. Podcast! Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the chord I can do on the mandolin. It's that one. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> that isn't a chord on that, it's just. But. It's just. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, listeners, avid listeners. Of prob- is this going to be 2014 now? Um, and we've got a massive backlog because Jesus booked them all in on one week and then we just sorted loads. <laughs> so all the podcasts that have been going out have been us discussing the current events of um, usually about four months ago. <laughs> so, which I prefer. It's like the, the fungus, the buggy man thing yeah. with, with um, Poor old Nelson, Nelson Mandela, right? Well, no, because I, I was saying I like the idea that you do discuss the news topically, the topical events, topical satire that applies to things that are no longer current or interesting. So you can't offend anyone. You can just so you could slag Mandela off. People will be over it now. So yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll have got to the point where we'll have gone through the, all the eulogies and then yeah. all the uh, all the backlash against the eulogies yeah. and the oh I'm so bored of Mandela that by now. And then then there'll be someone will have gone. You know what? Fuck Mandela, fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then someone have gone, you know, that's not okay, and then there'll be more eulogies about yeah. it. Yeah, it'll go round in cycles, ever, ever yeah. decreasing. Someone will say something that is a little bit off colour about Mandela, there'll be a Twitter campaign against them, they'll delete their Twitter account. Yeah. Um, and then and they'll, be, they'll, they'll probably be back on Twitter, so the person who does that will by now, by the time people listen to this, will be back on Twitter, and... Uh, be free to offend again but absolutely be and they'll be, they'll be li- look at, listening back to this and thinking oh that's what people were so thinking about then the thing is but basically our risk of offence is pretty much gone now cool. so what's been what, what did you most hate about Nelson Mandela <laughs> 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 the freckles you do hate the fre- yeah, no, yeah. I, I, the, the freckles were, were quite cute I liked them yeah, yeah. almost sexually attractive <laughs> yeah yeah so you can say what I like. like. I like. The, it's no, the thing is, I like, I like most things about him. I liked his revolutionary stuff. I liked his truth and reconciliation stuff. I liked his freckles. I liked his greying hair. I liked his shirts. Uh, his I sh- don't like preppy Western politicians who refer to him as Madiba now he's dead. Uh, no, that is probably the thing I hate uh, most yeah, about Nelson yeah. Mandela. Yeah, what we hate most about Nelson Mandela is other people. Yeah, which I think is a tribute to the man. Indeed. (laughs) Say what you like. (laughs) That man built some of the best student union bars (laughs) this country's ever bloody seen. So So, many of them as well. So many of them. Pretty much one in every university. He's like the Gideon of bars for students. He just... uh, Was Gideon? He wasn't. The Gideons are a a whole... Have you ever met a Gideon? I mean, it's the... I haven't. They, they they leave their mark, yeah, uh, and, and then sneak out in the night. Just a Bill Hicks routine. We're just stealing. But if you, that's a weird ethical dilemma because there's a whole thing with Bill Hicks does about. I'm a catcher, Gideon, right? Like, <laughs> but, but if I ask you the question that prompt pretty much the same routine, because it's fairly, fairly obvious from that point, is that still theft? I don't know because I don't know the routine. You see, but I, I but I started going into probably. You the, would have said, I reckon you'd have just gone. Oh yeah, I want to catch a Gideon. It would have been, it would have been yeah, fine. And yeah. you've gone, but I thought up here. But is this just archetypal jokes, really? Isn't so it? This is uh, Michael Parker. Evening. Uh, is that is that is that your stage name now? Do you have a different? I, I like I like adding my middle name as well, Michael James Parker. Oh no, you know, no, I don't approve of that. No. You do not. I don't like when people use their middle names. Oh, I like my middle name. I like, and I, like, I, like I, like, I like, and I also like the rhythm of it, Michael James. Park. I don't know why there's, there's something. MJ Parker? No. 
Never, yeah, never, never M, <laughs> never MJ, Michael James Parker. Although M it, James I, Parker, nope, 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 nope. In and out of the Reverend, I, occasionally I get back to being the Reverend again. I refer uh, to you as the Reverend. I'm talking to you about talking about you with other people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and occa- occasionally I reject the Reverend. I go, oh no, no, I'm not the Reverend. Oh no, no, that was that was just this uh, hideous, <laughs> hideous preachy part of me on Michael James Parker. Uh, and every now and again I go, yeah, I'm the Reverend. The Reverend is the bit of me that uh, is trying desperately to hold two contradictory perspectives mm. in mind at the same time and so comes out with a wild preachy rant that uh, seems to come from one perspective and then explodes into the the opposite. Do you think Dawkins has that trouble? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you ever, do you ever think he suddenly stands there and he's like said a really lame joke and, and everyone in the audience has laughed sycophantically as if he was Jesus? <laughs> and he's just gone, hang on a minute. <laughs> This is not what I'm sorry for. And I'd like to say, I'm not accusing Richard Dawkins of being like religious people. I don't think that's true. But I do think people who follow Richard Dawkins yeah, like people who follow religious people. See, that's my accusation. There was, there was something on, on, on the book uh, the other day. Uh, that's the the the, uh, the facey book. Um, is, that, uh, is that what the kids call it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Oh no! I was just linking it into the, the idea that it's like the Bible in a way. I see. Uh, oh, uh, God, I missed. There was a whole poetic layer. There was, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there was. There's a site that comes like uh, Richard Dawkins official. <laughs> yeah, because someone's put official yeah, yeah. in brackets. Mm. It like really means that it really is him. Not some other fucking. Richard no, not not some other Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Someone who's who's you know who really is Richard Dawkins because it says official on it. Uh, and uh, there's they showed some picture of some nineteen year old Mormons and. And then, then slagged them off for for knowing fuck all about yes. fuck all. Yeah. yeah, and I thought this isn't really doing the the cause of science very good, as a you know, it's, it's you know, slagging off nineteen year old Mormons isn't it's really stupid. Yeah, scientific. Though <laughs> no, I saw on, I think it was probably the same page as the Richard Dawkins. Because there's Richard Dawkins official. Is that the same thing? Oh, as the Richard, Richard Dawkins, Dawkins Foundation, Foundation for Science and who Reason and brackets gets, yeah, official, which I'm sure bracket. isn't personally him. I'm sure that's no, just I some don't think some so. some men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're definitely men. Definitely men. Yeah. And they um, but they posted the worst thing I think I've ever seen apart from Upworthy, right? Which was because um, upworthy.com is the worst thing I've ever seen but you know on upworthy.com you click a link and it says oh, do you agree that there should be more he's like <laughs> every single time I've gone no I don't agree no I, I'm, I'm in favour of racism just because it's such an irritating thing uh-huh. yeah and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people do that which is why they stopped doing it now the second worst thing in the world is uh, on the Richard Dawkins Foundation for Reason and Science they had a competition to write limericks about how brilliant Richard Dawkins is in which they supplied the first two lines of the limerick <laughs> <laughs> and they were I'm, I'm going to have to look them up <laughs> like, but it was along like, uh, okay Richard the sharp unbeliever is line one right something something deceivers he's something something to every deceiver right so it's like Richard the sharp unbeliever like fucks over or you know, whatever like, does something to the sharp unbeliever and you have to write the rest of it fucks over a religious belief no, 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 he, no, 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 he attacks all kinds of deceiver. It's something uh, otherwise. Uh, Richard the Sharp Unbeliever attacks all kinds of deceiver, and then you had to enter the competition uh, to like win. I don't know. You get the chance to kiss his ring, or whatever. But like, um, <laughs> <laughs> you enter the competition by filling in the rest of the lines with how brilliant Richard Dawkins is, which I think is 
the least like thought through <laughs> smuggest thing I've ever seen a human do. Yeah, and yeah. really doesn't really again you know develop the powers of science and reason. I think does Kim Jong Il would be going, oh, it's a bit far. <laughs> just, you know, I'm all for cults of personality, but Jesus. <laughs> I, that was that was the comment that I put on this one. Jesus! Exclamation mark. It just seems like the, the appropriate thing to. I think it was yeah. to, to, to write. I think you nailed him. <laughs> hey, take that the internet. Uh, so, you are a poet. I am. Uh, is there kind of is there a list of things? Should I just say you are a poet? I just limit it to that. Let's let's, let's, let's just call me poet. An occasional actor in musicals, all right? Oh yeah, some of the best music. One of the best musicals Second that has best. ever been. Second best musical I've written. Oh, new well. one's better. New one's better. New one's right. really good. Korean things, anyway. Are you going to tell us about it? Uh, no. All right, well, I can. I'll tell you about it. Just not going to tell them. Um, yeah, then you're good in that. So, so people who are going, I'm sure I've heard that voice before. Um, I'm, I'm amazed you've managed to get that out of your mind. But yeah, you're good in that. But also, you, for the thing you really do is you do performance poetry and you host uh, The Slam in Brighton, right. which I won't go to because it's treachery. And, um, in what way? Oh, because, you know, they stole Brighton from us and then you joined their side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, but you know, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go with the winners. Mm. I know, and like like a, like a traitor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in many ways, I betrayed you by giving up poetry. So you know, I think we betrayed each other. It was a, I think we betrayed each other. We used to run a night called Holy, 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 Holy with exclamation marks. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant night. It was the most brilliant night. Yeah, it was yeah. probably the best poetry night that ever has been. Yeah. And it looked really good. I mean, I don't want to... Had good flyers. I don't want to cast that slight on everything you've done since. (laughs) (laughs) It was bloody brilliant. It it had had a fatal flaw. Yes. uh, In that there were only about four people that we thought were good enough to be part of the best poetry night in the entire universe. Um, And so those same four people... Uh, were you know, invited again and again and again and again, and it didn't have you know much growing life out of that. That's uh, true. Which is possibly why it came to an end. Yeah, I think I probably and that. your treachery and my treachery followed by yours. Yeah, and worse <laughs> treachery in many ways. Um, because I've I've... some great pictures of the time. You do oh, oh, some great pictures. Yeah. Good, it was documented and everything. I used to come down from London almost every weekend to come to those. Because it was better. Well, it was only on that once every three months. <laughs> Did you not know when it was on? <laughs> I can't know. There was lots. There was other events like the Poetry Society and stuff. I used to come yeah. down to that too. I remember because we. It was at the Sussex. What was it? it was called Jugglebury at the time, which is now called the latest latest bar, right? And we had we were on there, and then that was the best one. And we got sacked from there, didn't we? Yeah. Because of principle. I think is a brilliant story that yeah. can be told as often as possible. Yeah, one of the people that we considered to be brilliant enough uh, to perform there is my mate John. Uh, who? How did you meet your mate John? Uh, I met him at the Criminal Justice Bill March, um, and he was carrying a placard that said "Brillo Pants Against the Bill," <laughs> um, and I thought that's my kind of guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I went up to. To John and uh, said like your placards, mate, uh, or something along those I'm lines. Sure and uh, <laughs> after 
marching and then watching people go, oh, the pigs are over there, let's beat them up. I go, hold oh, on, this isn't a bit like the, the Dawkins religion thing. You know, yeah. there's like there's the police wanting to beat up protesters and protesters wanting to beat up police, and we go, oh, I didn't think it was about this in the I'm middle. Just to have a pie oh, in the field, yeah, pants <laughs> <laughs> against the pill. Uh, we got back onto the bus back to Brighton, and me and John led. I just want to listen to the levelers with four other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we led the singing of uh, Beatles songs all the way back to Brighton, uh, and then said, "Let's form a band." So we did. Awesome. Yeah, such a good band formation story. <laughs> it's yeah. better than Charles and Eddie. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so he was. We we booked him in the band that you had ceased to be in. Uh, yeah, it well, turned out you're quite because down to his treachery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he leads uh, me out of the band for. Uh, for being psychotic, I think. I think, I, I think <laughs> which is rich coming from him. Um, and, uh, and uh, but you know, we still continued to be buddies of sorts. And, you know, we'd pour beer over each other uh, while on was stage. Was that a reciprocal thing? No, okay. <laughs> he poured him. beer over me. Yeah, uh, and I got a little bit cross, and we nearly—that was very nearly the end of our of our friendship. Uh, but then, yeah, I invited him back to Holy Holy Holy, Holy again, uh, me, I mean. where <laughs> he and his mates did a song. Can you remember the name of the song? Something about a mother something? It was I can't remember. The something name. sweary, the actual probably involving yeah. genitalia and yeah, sexual something. acts with them and how he's really anti-establishment and everything. Yeah, um, it was along those lines. And they and they had. Uh, well, I know it was to a, they were a band, but it was to a tape, and they were miming. Yes, right, so they were like holding guitars, but not really playing. Them. Were they called the Cunts then? They were called, I think they were called the Counts, but the O was really small. Yeah. And then they then they uh, held fake penises out of their trousers. Right, they were they were chipolata, uncooked chipolatas. <laughs> rubber gloves. They had rubber gloves. Rubber gloves and masks. Yeah. yeah. Miming, and then little little chipolatas hanging out of their unzipped trousers in front of my mum. Yeah, <laughs> and apart from that, well, including that actually, uh, it was one of the best nights we've ever put on. Including that, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, including that, uh, including my poetry and preaching, and uh, were you poeting at that point? I think I was sort of mainly singing. Uh-huh. I think I was mainly singing at that point. Yeah. And, I was uh, in the old band. The old band? Yeah. Did you mention the name of the old band anymore? No. Absolutely it was not. an interesting version of the old band because you had extra people in doing yeah. orchestral yeah. things. Oh, yeah, orchestral. we had a song, a song all about, well, a song after, named after the night. It did? Yeah. It was, it was jolly good. Yeah. And then we, we went back full of our own success to the... Uh, to the person who who ran the venue <laughs> oh, wasn't that brilliant to want us back again they said yes as long as you don't have that person who get the fake penises out of their trousers yeah. uh, at this point we should point out that we had pretty much decided that we weren't going to have John at the next one we was already yeah. so like, you know, we've got the line up for the next one and we're basically the same but not, not John because yeah. you know we, we liked what he'd done on that night but we wanted to take it you know we didn't, we didn't want to get stale so we'd already decided he's not playing uh-huh. uh, yeah but she said that and we just <laughs> like we said, them. don't tell us what to, <laughs> what what we can do and not do in our show. We're we're out of here. Yeah, and like we didn't have to converse or anything. We just sort of both went, yeah, well, 
that based on the success of that last show, we're going places, madam, and we don't need to be dictated to by you. Um, and so we walked out, and we were like, oh, that's a shame, that was a good night. We that. And then we went, to the, the, oh, you know what, let's go to the Comedia, which is the bigger venue in Brighton. We walked straight there and got them to book us. We did. And uh, and after that one, we never did it again. We never did it again. But that was a really that yeah. was really good. It was really that good. when we walked out on principle, based on something which we weren't going to do anyway. And were we going to buy up half of Brighton and set up a kind of holy, holy, holy empire? Uh, I think it was, was like three sp- months where we were going to run a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, you know, did the maths on what exactly the profit and loss is on a cafe. And it turns out that if you like set up a cafe, it means your job is just you work in a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a shit job. For yeah. less than minimum wage, you did. So we thought, yeah. let's not do that. It's yeah. a stupid idea. Because it is, but it would have been better than the poetry cafe in Covent Garden because I hate that. I think you've still got a checkbook for it, though. What? For, for the cafe or something. The holy, holy, it's holy, possible. holy. I it's like a, have business a joint business checker. account with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> with some bank. It's yeah. possible, yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't think there's anything in it. But no, there's no money in it. No, no. But like, but there's, there's, there's a checkbook. I saw there's definitely that. a checkbook. There's a business checkbook. So I could somewhere. defraud people who don't ask for ID yeah. and live in the 80s. <laughs> I could definitely commit check fraud if I can probably get you in some hot water. Oh, <laughs> if you wanted. But you know, mutually assured destruction. You can always just do it back to me. Get each other in hot water. And I don't have the the, the checkbook. Well, I don't think I do. I, Julia's got it. Yes, I do. <laughs> See, holds Shouldn't have mentioned it, really. the strings of our destruction. Yeah. No, I just found it the other day. It was on the shelf. Really? Yeah. Oh, you actually did find yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I just like. like, what is this? Why has why Sam got a massive checkbook? <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> because we never actually spent <laughs> any of the... <laughs> oh, it's not even you. Just push them right. back. I do that every yeah, day. Just, yeah, push them back. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Holy, 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 holy! The exclamation mark. Named after Ginsburg. Ginsburg's footnote to Howell. Yes. Yeah. But also, it was named after holiness. We also had an idea, I remember, to do a tour of the UK, but only going to places that had the word holy in the name. It was going to be a pilgrimage, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten this. Yeah, one. yeah, we we're going to go to like Holyhead, Holy Island, uh-huh. Holywell, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh. come home, pretty much. <laughs> Are there any others? I don't know. Um, we definitely found some. You had an atlas. <laughs> just... and, and the other thing that you had, I remember you had the idea of going on to a starting in Canterbury and ending up in Santiago de Compostela. Oh, yes, absolutely. Doing a poetry cabaret. Yeah, <laughs> do, doing a poetry cabaret pilgrimage uh, to the third holiest site in Christendom. Yeah. That would, would have been really interesting. It would really good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you mainly hang out with these musicians now, and they've got no idea. <laughs> it's, all just, it's all just, you know, what should we do? Oh, song, but... Yeah, guitar. <laughs> they never want to go. They want to, where, where should we go on tour? Oh, Germany. It's like it's not the same. It's not you know, it's just uh, but at the same time, you've got to move on, haven't you? You're not going to go on the uh, indelicate store to San Diego de Compostela then? I don't think they're really into you know acerbic bitter indie. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it might be. But you know. you, you know, uh, Johnny Fluffy Punk uh, did the um, uh, Camino. Uh, once and, and yeah. got there, and uh, they told him he was a false pilgrim. 
They wouldn't give him the the certificate or the or the shell or whatever it is that you that you get at the end. You, so now you're a false pilgrim. That's amazing. <laughs> Have you ever been to one of the holy, any of the main holy sites? Uh, no. Can, yeah. Canterbury is as holy as as it's got. Yeah, really, I've been to Canterbury. Yeah. I was on a gig in a vegan bookshop. I've been to Jerusalem. Does Jerusalem count? Jerusalem? Yeah, Jerusalem probably counts. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. You've been to the Church of the Nativity? Yes. Yeah. You are holier than us? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I'm the second holy. Who was the third and fourth? I think Michael's probably holier than me. I'm not very holy. No. I am... I am profane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, deep down. Well, that, that, but that was that was half of the energy of holy, 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 wasn't it? You know, there was part of me that you know I thought I was uh, going to save the world uh, through my uh, spiritual insights, yeah. uh, and I needed people uh, like you and John to pull the rug from under my feet, yeah. um, and that that kind of energy, that dynamic, totally. uh, basically um, was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I like, because just what, what it was, I suppose, was that it, we were kind of running a fairly standard poetry cabaret, and it was like, you know, it was sort of affecting singers, and I would do like comedy songs, and then you made me poetry, and then we'd have a couple of other poets, and then like B with DJ and K with DJ we just you know it was like it was a fairly standard cabaret night but we presented it as if it was a revivalist meeting yeah and the whole thing was you know like because and I think the idea was that all the other nights were just sort of like someone would get up they bear the rhyming part of their soul <laughs> and then people would politely applaud them and then they would and, you know disinterested people would sit in the audience unengaged they'd politely applaud and then they'd slink back off to wherever they slunk to and, and that would be it and I think holy 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 I'll probably say no fuck that You're, we, so we were like going, everybody give me yes I yes I hallelujah because when people are shouting hallelujah back at you they are engaged <laughs> very much so yeah, I yeah. yes I was the, was the big one wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. I love saying that to people I still, when we did the David Koresh album I was saying that on stage again it felt good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes I Still works. People are yeah, stuck if you say, "Can I get hallelujah?" They go, "Hallelujah." <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Why did I do that? I remember at, uh, at Glastonbury on the, on the, the kind of like the Sunday hangover slot on the main stage with the, mm. the Reverend Al Green. Right. Um, so, so he'd do one of his kind of like sleazy sex songs, um, <laughs> and then you know because he was now a reverend, mm. uh, would go, "Everybody, say after me." I believe, oh, I believe <laughs> that I'm a sinner. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah, but I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ can save me. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ can <laughs> save me. <laughs> so this yeah, this whole, right. whole hungover Glastonbury clap crowd just yeah, whatever you say, Reverend. You've seen the footage. It's amazing. Was that one of the years I was there? Was that? I think that was in the late 90s, wasn't it? Maybe? 90s. How high were you at the time? That's how we can judge it. I think I was, I think I was post dope uh, because I can remember it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, um. I, seeing, I remember seeing Julian Cope with you at Glastonbury and that being the best thing I've seen all weekend. But I remember on the way to see Julian Cope. Because it was like, because we were in the greenfields, I think, that year. And so we were like camping in greenfields and we had to walk up to the acoustic tent. And to do that, you have to go past the toilets at the far end of the pyramid stage. And as we walked past those toilets, we saw this 
Oh fuck! I've seen David Gray live. <laughs> I can never say I haven't again. Oh fuck! Ah, I remember when we saw David Gray live. Yeah, no, I do. I do remember it. Shit, shit. Ah. <laughs> No, no, it's bringing back flashbacks. <laughs> Quick, someone drown him in the river of human shit. <laughs> do you want to do something? I'll do, I'll do, I'll do a poem. Poem? Aha. Uh-huh. Poem? Yeah. What? Right, uh, I'll, I'll just do a poem that's that's writ uh, rot recently. Um, and it's kind of about being 44, really. Um, Are you 44? I am 44. So it's not an exercise in empathic reason. <laughs> no, no. I'm actually 20, and I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to be oh, as I, old as 44. I would oh, that'd be weird. By you, in the style of yourself at 20, imagining what it would be like to be 44. <laughs> I could probably do that. Oh, why am I so shit? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sold out. I sold out. <laughs> and now I'm a Tory. <laughs> what an awful life story. <laughs> <laughs> You've still got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you give up the poetry then? Because I. Do you honestly want me to say that? Yeah. Because I thought that it was concluded as an art form and that. There was no point in doing something if the basic ambition wasn't to be canonically great. Now, I don't uh, think I ever thought I will be. Can- I did think that. Yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do kind of think to an extent. I thought, well, the possibility of writing a poem that is that enters into the canon of English literature. Yeah. I think has declined almost to the point of zero because I uh-huh. don't think there is another poem left to write in that canon. And I kind of thought, well, if that is, if my ambition is reduced. To competing for scraps at the table of people I disrespect, which is which is why I saw it to be like kind of you know fucking poetry journals, which I think you know run by people who are boring frumps essentially. Uh-huh. And I kind of thought if that is what I am reduced to, then I I just don't think I have got any interest in it anymore. So I thought what I'll do is I'll find another art form which is also clearly concluded. Yeah. <laughs> and waste my time in that instead. Um because what I really wanted to do is write musicals. Yeah. Um and I thought that if I was and but I mean I kind of felt like I had no more poetry to write. I'd written all the poetry I wanted to. And like it got to the point where I was just writing poetry that was deliberately unwriting itself. It was like this poetry about nothing that was on purpose about nothing because I can't there was no other thing to write. So I had nothing left to say in that medium. And I was just sort of like, well I've got no more ambition or anything to say in this medium. Really if I have a guitar then it's closer to eventually being able to write the songs on a Disney film <laughs> which is really what I wanted to do and still what I really want to do and I, I, you know hasn't really worked yet but that's you know that was the idea so I, I kind of get, I did consciously give it up and it, was, it wasn't just something that happened but I did think that through and go nope it's not really no, 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 that that makes that makes real sense to me. And uh, from a lot of the poets that I uh, see around me, uh, prove your point uh, quite. Um, but, yeah, might, but, but to be honest, could easily just be a failure of imagination. There may well be. I just I just couldn't think of it. Yeah, but for me, to me, to for me, me I've, I've wanted to, I've wanted to carry on the poetry and to to bring in that that. That rock, yeah. Can I write poetry with that rock and roll energy? Um, yeah. And 
Um, yeah, that that gave that gave me a drive. <laughs> I was hoping I'd agree. And yes, I fucking can. <laughs> yes, I and fucking this one can. <laughs> okay, and yeah. this one is called Primal Scream, and the reference to uh, the song "Moving On Up" is not the uh, crap sub soul uh, track of uh, M People, uh, but the the rather brilliant um, funky gospel piece of. Um, a primal screen, which actually a primal screen was the first. The first reason I came to Brighton was to see primal screen right? on this screen, the Delicious tour in 1990. And I met Bobby Gillespie at the gig and uh, said, uh, "So where do you get your gospel influence from?" He said, "Staple singers. You got to listen to the staple singers, and it's true. You got to listen to the staple singers." Uh, anyway, this is called Primal Scream. I want to write poems that sound like a look when I'm dancing, no manifesto, no tale to tell, no pertinent observations on the unfolding nature of universal love except this. I want to write poems that sound like a look when I'm dancing. I want to write poems that move like a move when I'm moving to moving on up, then get up, get on up and get down, get down. I want to take you to funky town and spin you around in the spinning around of my body, my blood and my brain. I want to write poems that sound like I feel when I'm dancing. I want to write poems that bring to the surface the smirk of the teenage nerd who still lives about there in my soul and worries she's missing the party and hurts to the point where she's catching the stumbling drum riff of in-between days and squeezing her eyes tightly closed she throws back her sweet sorrow head and discovers the cure I want to write poems miraculous like that immaculate time during suffragette city where Mary the mother of God picked me up by the scruff of the neck and mother of grace manhandled me onto the dance floor and messed with the strict ordination of time as she dropped my loose body sweet flesh to the floor into splits I've not managed before that or since and then pulled my puppet strings so it looked like my man strength propelling me back to my feet and then up to the stars oh and bam thank you ma'am I want to write poems that gaze deep dark, in, deep dark into the underground club of my soul with its black painted walls and frayed scarlet seating and beer brown dance floor where feet firmly planted to save all from slippage the dancing begins at the knees I wobble, I judder, I writhe in adolescent juices to loop and ride and spacemen three and just when it seems like gravity will override my rigidity the wall of guitar closes in, you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about a full on Motherfucking revolution! I want to write poems that move like I move when I'm moving to moving on up, stepping out of the darkness, enthralled to the blue beating heart of the holy, holy, holy clapboard bar, chapel, campfire, circle of song across the Atlantic and back into the soul, because I feel it deep down in my soul, and into the souls of my feet that step up to the altar as the preacher tells my tale, and the heavenly host know he's telling the truth, and I feel a massive ups ecstatic upswelling of joy right up my prime meridian and my arms open palms both by choice and compulsion open up to the lord and the lady of my dreams and my body is the fucking instrument of god and i'm ready to do the lord's work can you feel the spirit of the lord can you hear the spirit of the lord do you know the spirit of the Lord? Well, thank peace and love, thank rhythm and blues, thank sex and drugs and rock and roll for that. Uh-huh. Yes, I. Yes, I. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good swearing in that. Like it. <laughs> also, Spaceman 3, nice to hear them get a name check. 
We don't hear much about Spaceman 3 nowadays. Well, it's just, it's just, when you put them on, you kind of go, oh, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> 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 Nearly as good as spiritualised. Also not as good. I remember me and my friend Rishi used to go to go to his bedroom in Chalfont St Peter and we used to sit there and we would effectively recreate almost precisely to the tonal, exactly the same sound as spiritualised. And instead of the correct conclusion to draw from that, which is, well... That probably means it's not as hard as we thought. We drew the conclusion that we are fucking amazing. <laughs> Just, we are as good as the best thing. And yeah, go to the toilet there, Mike. I am going to I'm the doing, toilet. You two chat amongst yourselves. No, so I'm back in a bit. Well, I thought that was an excellent poem. <laughs> <laughs> That's nicely unprompted. <laughs> I thought it had a good meter. And, um, <laughs> did you? I did. Good yeah. pacing, very good pacing. Yeah. Sad, you regret giving up poetry some the, now. Some of the onomatopoeia, and that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah, metaphors. metaphors yeah, 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 metaphors. It's, it's all a metaphor, isn't it? Life. Yeah. You know, the, the, the first album we did, the guy who made it worked on primal screen and on Scream of Delica, right? And on his wall, he's got um, two gold discs, right? And one is for the, the, the two hits he's had in his life. So he's got a gold Scream of Delica disc, and then next to it, he's got another one. And everyone I've ever seen walk into that studio for the first time, they walk in, see the Scream of Delica, and go, oh, he's screaming, good, yeah. And then they go, you did Star Trekking? <laughs> that's amazing! I can't, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen! Oh, that's brilliant! Which must really annoy him. <laughs> but secretly, he doesn't take it down, does but it? Wasn't but that, wasn't Star Trekking secretly the, the KLF? I don't think so, because I don't think Brian knows the KLF. So I don't think it was. I think I remember thinking it was, but I think actually it wasn't. <laughs> I, I thought it, I thought it was the same. I, was the same, I thought it was the same people. I love it was the, fir, the name of the band was the firm. I don't know. It seems to me that because they did Doctor in the Tardis. Okay, oh, uh, yeah. was the Time Lords. I think. Yeah. I think it's that. Yeah. Thing. Okay. I'm, I'm getting. The, I'm Doctor in the Tardis was the Time Lords, which was the KLF secretly. Perhaps I'm getting um, confused. Whereas I think the firm were not. Right. Well, I think they were just the firm. Are we all the KLF? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Be good if we were though. I love the KLF. You properly love the KLF, don't you? Yeah. Think what's the one you think is the best thing ever? The, the, not the, the North one. <laughs> Scream up North Part it's Two. Scream up North Part Two. Yeah. Oh, that's a great d- piece of dance music. That is, because it's properly sinister as well. It's kind of unsettling, and, and it's, I mean, there's not a lot of dark music. dance music anymore. Dance music that's kind of end of end of the world apocalyptic kind of so. sounds like dancing Dubstep to the end of the world dubstep is a little bit yeah but it's taken a while for that to come back it went away definitely went away yeah I think I think I think a lot of that yeah, that stuff that I was writing about in that, in that poem was the stuff that it was like had a kind of like an, enough of my you know existential angst uh, mm-hmm. running through it but shook my body about as well mm-hmm. uh, which is do you know, how 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 I learned to dance really. Do you still have faith in guitar music? Yeah. Do you think there's something left there? Because I don't think there's anything left there. Well, <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, okay, this, is, this could be just part of being a forty-four-year-old man. Mm. Um, that there are, you know, there are, there's there's stuff, and I hear what someone's doing with a guitar, and it just 
touches me deep down in my thing, soul. Is that, that, that thing with you know, the Ray Davis thing, just you, you put the slow slashes in the speaker to get it distorted, and there is that. It's just right. Yeah. It's just always going to be right. But that's yeah. But I, I don't know. I kind of. I suppose I. I find it very difficult in like the last thirteen years to find any bands who've succeeded in any kind of significant way. Maybe I mean Art Brute. Yeah, yeah. come on. We're, beyond Art Brute, I can't think of any I actually like. Yeah, but are, are we, are we, we're we're past. Are, are we are we not past any the. <sighs> The, the real innovative in, in any no because I think like um, I mean I don't know how much Skrillex have you listened to how I mean, much quite what? seriously I mean people people because okay so Skrillex it's like kind of American co-opting of British dubstep but the people who made the British dubstep in the first place quite like it I've seen them say so on telly yeah. um, so like okay so, so people say that our oh, screen that's the real dubstep and this American stuff but I think there's stuff that's in like Skrillex's best stuff that is genuinely harmonically interesting it's, it's really aggressive and like balls out rocking and rolling but yeah. you know it's produced by a little bloke on his computer with a silly haircut but like in a way it, it, to me that has more kind of like spunk and energy than I've heard from anyone with a guitar in a long time. But that's the thing. You, I, I think for, for me, that's you're talking. That's what exactly what I'm, I'm thinking is that it doesn't matter what your medium. If you've got the energy, blam, you can do it. And this goes back to your, yeah, thing, totally. your thing about poetry. It's like if poetry is your medium, yeah, okay, everything's been said before. But so fucking what? If you've got the energy, blam, you can do something with poetry. Yeah. If you're a guitar band, yeah, everything guitar wise has been done. Every trick has been done. Uh, you're not going to play your guitar better than Jimi Hendrix. Uh, but if you've got the energy, blam you can do something with it if if you know, know whatever you want no, one's, no one's no, no one's going to write a good opera are they? I think you had a really amazing energy like oh, write why not because they've been written like this because we've moved on no way totally if, if, if someone decides you wouldn't right, yeah, people, opera is, is, people, is my he, thing they, and I want to write I, I want to write an opera opera, and I, I love the, the the harmonics of, of that thing of the whole the set up connected to a medium now I think people are like they're exactly, talented, that, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Is because someone, because someone no one's attached brilliant. to the medium, someone brilliant, you can do anything. But someone brilliant wouldn't choose opera. They Why go, not? Because they go, oh, you know, whatever. I'm never going to be able to do anything much in opera. So you know, I'll, that's, I'll okay. You're projected onto to, to, to the everyone there. I just think there are brilliant people that can do brilliant things with with whatever it is you give them and, and someone could pick up a saw and uh, and play it with a bow and, and do something with a you know, sword with combat in war what if you're just intrinsically brilliant at being at fighting people with swords on a battlefield uh, what do you do uh, I mean, you could channel that into something else. Battle of Hastings. But that is, you could, you could, that, you could, you could move, move it like, like in some uh, kind well, of ninja field where you, where, you, where you clip off the, the, the bullets with the speed of your, the movement of you your... You could do that, it's true. Yeah. All right. Battle of Hastings. Yeah, no, no, really okay, you've won that round. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Ching, 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 ching. Like, so they like, moved like, the Battle of Hastings. Did I see that? What's that? They moved the Battle of Hastings. Where to? I'm sorry, I saw something like some stupid fucking news programme but they went... Turns out the Battle of Hastings wasn't in Hastings. <laughs> it was. It was in. But was it in battle? 
It wasn't there. It was in. It was in the north or something. It was, they just they moved the battle. They they discovered. I don't know. I've no idea what I'm talking oh, about. I don't know why I've brought this up. Because I, I haven't brought it up. Because I thought, well, what could you do? And I thought, well, you could be a reenactor, couldn't you? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but if you're brilliant at that, there is there is an outlet. We went to about yeah. the Hastings reenactment once. It was really good. Yeah, they, they, well, it was really the best thing about <laughs> it was surprise finish. They were French. They were they were reenacting on one side of the fence, and all the all the children were reenacting by themselves without any anyone telling them to. Hey. On on the other spontaneous. side, spontaneous. You're always going to have spontaneous fun with children. They had like wooden wooden swords. They were selling like wooden swords and shields. Yeah. So we were sort of watching the fairly stayed and now this is the point where King Harold done his charge and everyone was sort of, sort of fairly state, stately charging and people were sort of firing arrows and that was good but then they weren't obviously you can't really kill each other so it was a bit dull but behind us there were these genuine cavalry charges with like on hundreds. a hill down towards each other girls Brilliant. boys all mixed up just going ah well this, this, this leads nicely into my grand project for, for next year you know I've always been a big fan of, of King Arthur uh, you know, to to a psychotic extent, when I first met you, actually, yeah. you know, when I actually did think I was King Arthur. Well, you uh, got, I, we were actually we were talking on one of the podcasts about how you having your sword. Oh yes, uh, that, 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 that was fun. That was we went we went, we went round to record at Mark Chadwick's house, didn't we? Yes. Um, and uh, you know him, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't impress anyone. Pop. <laughs> Those people in 1994 go fucking hell, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. And in the corner of his room, the there happened to young to... people. <laughs> they were a proper music. Band. They're very proper. They've really yeah. hung on to their fan base. They played. They... I went to see the Levelers two years ago, and yeah. they, it was like Bricks and Round Brixton Academy. And they were fucking. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Really good. They played the whole of leveling, leveling the land. Me and my brother went. Yeah. And I, I was I was jumping up and down. Real. You yeah. know all the words. I tell you what, levelers best skyline in rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can judge a lot from band from the sky, which, by which I mean the silhouette of the front members of the band is is, is a very you know you have a dis- you can have a distinctive skyline. It's like pulp. There's sort of some short people cresting in a pyramid shape with a tall lanky. Uh-huh. Whereas you know the levelers, they've got like the one the really tall violinist with the top hat on the one end, and then Jeremy with his with his dreadlocks on the other end, and then that little mark in the middle, and, <laughs> and then Simon just always just there. And the, but you know just great because that 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 top hat uh, up against the dreadlocks on the other side. It's a bit like a sort of Street Fighter two. Thing. It's like Dalsim versus Blanket. It's brilliant. It's good. It's I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Anyway, we were around years yes. out recording. And As you do. Poetry, when yeah. you were still a poet. I was doing songs then. You were doing songs as well? I've got those right. recordings, so I know. Right. Okay. And uh, I had this poem about me... Uh, being King Arthur and wielding a sword because uh, I, I thought I was King Arthur um, and uh, I said can I hold that sword that's in the corner of your room uh, while you're uh, while I'm recording this because it'll just you know wind up my energy a bit more and uh, he says sure go ahead and sure enough I wielded this this Excalibur like sword um, and uh, and performed this poem and at the end he said um do you want it? I was like, what? <laughs> the, the sword, do you want it? I said, yeah. They said, uh, yeah, it was given to me by uh, Peter Green, of, um, you know, the guy who sets up Fleetwood Mac, and, you know, he's a bit mad. And uh, he said, I've never really known what to do with it. You know, do you want it? And I said, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I walked home with a sword that night, mm-hmm. you know, thinking this looks a bit odd thinking, walking home God, with I a... hope I get mugged. <laughs> Please, tonight, tonight. tonight. <laughs> um, uh, but it didn't, it wasn't very good for my psychosis, of course, because now it, you know, it was, it had actually been proved that I was King Arthur. Uh, and I was carrying, you know, an Excalibur, and I know the idea of an Excalibur is, uh, you know, is is one that uh, you could joke about, um, seeing as there is only one Excalibur. Um, but this, I thought, was the Excalibur of the Brighton performers. You know, it had been mm. passed down from Peter Green to Mark Chadwick to me, and this was just showing that I was going to be uh, the next greatest Brighton performer. Um, and partly still believes this actually yeah. you know it's going to gonna happen huh. um, yeah and next year I'm g- I want to set up a, a round table of, of <laughs> <laughs> what? why why do you laugh um, um, no um, reason <laughs> um, I was thinking of something else something funny. else yeah. this is deadly serious poets uh, rappers storytellers a, a, a round table all of whom are going to tell like a, a version of one of the old tales of, of Arthur and, mm. and, and and make a make a make an Arthurian whole out of this and we'll take then we'll take it to communities and get the various uh, communities to do act two uh, yeah. which will be like the sub stories like you know so and so secondary school tells the tale of uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight and this kind of like probation group tell the <laughs> tragedy of Tristan and Isolde um, or yeah and, and then then act three would be like the, the, the last battle and the, all of the audience and the performers uh, and the community groups that we've done to do act two will come together and two people will do a kind of like you know Shakespearean monologue mm. like a Henry V before Agincourt kind of thing you decide which side you're on and uh, the the last battle will ensue fight this, to the death yeah I, I haven't quite worked, worked out how it finishes yet um, the Hunger Games <laughs> but, but I know that this is my calling um, yeah. and you know this is what I've been put upon this earth to do it's a good idea yeah. um, it's a good idea so ne- ne- next year excellent <laughs> watch the fuck out have yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be called at the moment it was working title is uh, The Land you want to go. You want to go low key like that, so you don't. You, know, just, yeah. you don't want to be too broad. Just, no. Otherwise, you might come across as a bit megalomaniacal. You know. <laughs> I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want people to still think I was, you know, on some kind of dope psychosis, like I was. Uh, <laughs> All those years ago. I like you you're repeatedly referring to your psychosis there. I quite like that. Basically, our whole friend. I'm outside it. I'm really, really. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, am, I, am I sounding a little bit too. No, it's just it's, it's making me reassess things. I, I had quite, quite oh, a yes. significant relationship in my life, was mainly your fever dream. <laughs> 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 it's quite weird. Yeah. It's, it's making me reassess a few things. <laughs> I should have gone home and you know got a sensible degree and just got a job of some kind. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't. I'd have been terrible at that. I think. Terrible at what? 
you know, norm, normal things. You tried to drop in a in a uh, petrol station once, didn't you? I did, yeah, I did that for like a whole 20 hours. <laughs> that includes the time I wasn't there. <laughs> Just, I, I went in literally the next day. I, I'm sorry, I think I've made a mistake. <laughs> I'm very bad at jobs. I'm very bad at jobs. I'm quite, quite bad at jobs too. I, I, I do the ones I can bear. But the thing is, you're quite good at, I mean, without... I'm good at doing jobs where I am definitely qualified. Yeah. Because everyone else is really not necessarily as good at certain things as I am. I mean, I'm good at work. I'm not very ambitious when it comes to that sort of thing. I don't I'm good at work, I'm just really bad at jobs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because most jobs are described as something... I think it's because of bullshit. I think that's what it is. I don't like when most jobs, when you look, when you look at like how they're described, it's like it's all this language that's used to dress it up, and half the time it is just you know make a poster or something. Like it's can you design a poster for us every month for a while, and we'll well, pay you this. And you're kind of like, but you don't say that. What you say is I'm a consultant on a something or other, yeah. and it's and it's and, it, and I find that terrifying. Yeah. And so I just go, I can't do that. I don't know what that it's is. It's that whole thing of having to be in the place even if you've finished. Yeah. If, if, if you've done the job, but that isn't the point, because the point isn't to do the thing you're being paid to do, the point is to be there. The point is for oh, them to God, take your time as well. Cross. It's like cleaning, when you <laughs> do cleaning jobs. I find most, that, like, you know, painfully. Most of them will on say, cellular level we didn't see you on the floor yeah. cleaning, and you're like, well, I've finished. I've finished <laughs> cleaning. It is very thoroughly it clean. Is clean. Well. I think that is probably One. why I've decided to do the things that I've decided to do. I've, yeah. I, I tried two years uh, teaching in uh, your mainstream education, mm. and, you know, found that they wanted me to do things that I didn't want to do, so I didn't want to do it anymore. And um, so, mm. so to wander around the world and then become a rock star and then become. Become uh, king of uh, mythical land, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then poet. Um, but I still do a bit of teaching. Uh, yeah. But I work in. I work with um, looked after boys who are you know a little school attached to a, a children's home. Um, and basically, the most important thing working with them is that to give them a kind of safe place to exist in. Uh, so yeah. you know, if the curriculum needs to go out of the window to to create safety we chuck the curriculum out of the window um, and so I'm given the kind of flexibility yeah. that I need to work in a place like that this um, secondary school is a bit of a autonomy that's challenge. the thing you yeah. need autonomy yeah. to live you can't just oh I mean just I don't know I, I just I, I find it, it's, it like I say it's cellular I, I kind of yeah. revolt against it yeah um, I mean there's always I suppose there's always the argument you've got to rebel yeah that's right whatever they say just yeah. do the opposite I find that's actually quite a Or interrupt Julia. You've got, to, you've got to interrupt Julia. I wasn't yeah. saying anything important, I don't think. No, no, carry on. I've forgotten. It was gone. It has gone. Oh. I think I just watched Bear move and I was a bit transfixed by it. Bear's moving? <laughs> For listeners, Bear is one of our soft toys. Um, what kind of creature is he? He's a polar bear, but he's, um, he's actually trans-panda. He <laughs> believes that he is a panda bear. Well, no, he he, no I'm panda sorry, bear. he is a panda he's, bear. He's got a panda bear's. He does. Are panda bears bears? Yeah. They are, but... There's koalas that aren't. He's got got a panda bear's brain and he identifies as a panda, but Mm. he... He He takes it very seriously. Outwardly presents as a bear, but he... In any case, he just moved and I wondered why. He's um, (laughs) he's not supposed to do it. Do you explore trans issues through... I don't really. I just... Soft toys? No, bear does. He does. He's the only one. He's the only one. Okay. Yeah. 
Don't, these, these characters around your room are they are, are they archetypes of, of your soul they're just a bit you know in um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf I'll say yes yeah there's, there's a play uh, yeah. just check it out <laughs> but in that um, it's, it's, it's not about Virginia Woolf which is good yeah it's yeah. not because you hate her don't you yeah yeah um, it's about the couple who have, have otherwise it's giving away the ending but if you, if, you, if you haven't read that play read that and that, that explains me and Julia's life and our relationship to the many stuffed animals that we have collected from various trips and left lying around the house oh yeah, yeah. it's good but why are we discussing this I, d- I don't know I forgot what I was saying and then I and then the bear and then I interrupted and... you and, and then I, and I self-righteously uh, felt like I What's needed to... Yeah, I, I still can't kick that. Can't defend, I still can't kick that. I, it's defend like defend my own wife from me. That's <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was like I had to step in with some sense of, of, of justice. Chivalry. Uh, yeah, uh, that's still something I can't kick. Do you want to do another poem? Why not? I think that's a good idea. I can't think of a reason, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this was my favourite poem. Um, it's by yourself it's by me yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my favourite poems are all by me <laughs> this is called Charm I wrote a poem a magnificent slam winning poem it zoomed in at exactly 2 minutes 15 in that short time there was such rhythm and rhyme to my rhetoric the references to contemporary issues and events were of such wit scintillating sarcasm and rapid repartee the Kalashnikov rat tat tat of my consonants was so clean so clinically quick so Vorsprungdorch technique that you would not have been able to sit for one second longer than the ringing of my final vowel in the air but would have leapt to your feet to declare your joy to share in the triumph and climax to my cathedral organ crescendo oh you would have loved it and you would have loved me and I would have grinned like a boy as you hailed me master observer of the human condition holder beholder of power and calm voice of the people of the planet forever our poet king and we would stand together glowing in the charm and for one warm summer meadow moment of 100 bells chiming we would have known unity of purpose the flush of liberté, égalité, fraternité in our hearts, in the blood of our cheeks, in our eyes, yes, our eyes, each filled with a fresh flash flood of emotional release, cleansed immediately away as we tightly squeezed them closed, deeply inhaled the ecstatic realisation of our sparkling new intuitive perspectives, and as the ineffective single-use contact lenses of cynicism dropped from our eyes, we would turn to each other, look deeply into each other, and love, love, unconditionally love. Oh, you would have loved it. We would have overflowed. And there would be nothing, magnificent nothing, to fear.
good. Oh. That's very nice. Cheers. Relaxed. What can we talk about that's mellow? Oh, what do we agree on? Yeah, what do we agree on? We must agree on something. Uh, Just say things we agree on to each other. There could be a better world, perhaps. Oh, I don't know, I tend not to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to think that the world is on an uninterrupted upward trend and that it'll probably continue and that it'll probably be alright. And yet, I think people, I think people yeah. are mistakenly uh, um, cynical about their the wider circumstances of the world whilst being mistakenly optimistic about their personal circumstances. That's what I think. Tell me a bit more. Also, people tend to look at the world and go, oh, the world is terrible and it's getting worse. And actually, the world's amazing and it's getting better. Uh, and then they look at themselves and go, I will never die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true, you will. <laughs> I think people just get everything perfectly backwards. So, so you know, there's entropy and evolution, and these two things are both happening. You know, things are falling apart, and you know, will fall apart, and my body will fall apart, uh, yeah. and out of all the bits and pieces that fall apart better things uh, will be built in more complex structures there will be evolution and so it's alright because evolution will always be that little bit better than entropy perhaps no <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's not no no, no no go on see what you've done is you've, you've said something which is tangentially and thematically connected but in fact does not follow in any way go on, go on go on go well, on tear me apart because evolution hasn't got a direction so evolution isn't an improvement evolution is a it's, uh, uh, isn't evolution uh, uh, hasn't okay based on our experience of evolution have, hasn't things always just got that little bit more complex and that little bit more advanced I suppose evolution's become yeah I suppose things got more I don't know about advanced but advanced is the tricky concept because it's, it's what's useful is that me labelling it well I think, I think I think the idea that even that like men and women are well evolving <laughs> but I was just because it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a inherently sexist Discourse because it's always men are evolving, but you know, as I was, and, and, and well, I, thought, I, I thought I thought I could own that and say men, and I thought well, I have to explain it. So I'll, just, I'll just add that and women, because I was gonna what I was gonna do is say like men, are, and I was gonna say the manly sort of like sexist thing, and I was gonna contrast that with the more you know inclusive discourse. At which point I was gonna say humanity, or right. um, but I thought no, I'll just I'll just uh, not bother, and then you you've pulled me up on it, so I've uh, had to go back. The point is. Yeah. See, in in the, th this idea of the ascent of man, you see, that's uh -huh. what I mean. I was referring to that. Okay. the ascent of man. Okay. See, that's a fallacy because there isn't there isn't an end point to evolution that, that evolution is working towards. Where you'll get this, you, it starts off at monkey and ends up at Superman. That's not that's not how it works. But so, what I mean why, is, why isn't it? What's that? Why? What? What? Because because you can because people could get stupider if that was better suited to reproduce. It's it's a it's utility and specialization rather than. So, like, if, uh, if, if, if it was, if it gave you an evolutionary advantage to be stupid, as it sort of does, but would that not be better in whatever, in, you know, in whatever context that was? You know, if if if, if it's what survives, is that betterer? Well, I mean, I suppose you, if you define good as being the result, but that's a kind of 
not not a useful argument because it just it's, it's self-definition and it's self-referential, so it can't ever be falsified, so it can't mean anything. Yeah, but if evolution seems to seems to be the the direction that builds more complex structures out of the broken up bits of what was left before, yeah, isn't that the that positive direction thing all the time? I don't know, because I don't think I don't think it's necessary. I think attributing a moral dimension to it <laughs> or a, yeah. a quantitative—that's a bit odd. I mean, I suppose, I yeah. suppose, I suppose, really, what I'm saying is, like, if you have a fish that can see and then it goes into the dark for two hundred thousand years, then the fish will probably lose its sight. And you know, is it better to have sight or not? Doesn't really mean anything as a question. So, as a result, you have to conclude that evolution doesn't have a direction that can be quantified in those terms. Right. So. In terms of life's ever-growing complexity, I suppose you can say that that is a counterforce to entropy. And it's, you know, I suppose it's, it can be contrasted against the broader movement of entropy in the universe towards Grey Sludge. That, that in, in, within this temporary bubble of the biosphere, we have... Uh. This isn't really what I was, I was, I was, I was sort of saying about you know, uh, you know, iPods. <laughs> and how good. But, but, but as we've gone into this, I suppose yeah. you do get this. There is, a, it is a, I suppose, you have two conflicting forces in the universe, and the, and the, the biological seems to move in a dire- different direction to entropy in a small random blip on this tiny planet. And that's that's a thing that is there. It is it is a world. thing. Yeah. Okay, w- th- this is where we started from. What can we agree on? Uh, we can, right. yeah, can we, we can on? agree on the, that it is a thing. Um, and, and, and part of thing. part of our endless disagreements is that I uh, tend to keep on putting this positive spin on things, isn't it? Uh, that's that's that reverend part of me, isn't it? You are that, you, you are that says without being that's a thing. I keep on saying it's a good thing. Yes. I do keep on saying that, don't I? But I think there are, are there are objectively good things. Uh-huh. Um, I think you know, we can agree on, on the whole, there being less over, less total suffering. I think that's probably something you can deduce goodness from. You know, oh, top level ethical. I don't know how you'd measure that. Well, I think you can. Well, I think you probably can sort of say that, like, although there's no ultimate basis for that measurement, the relativity of suffering. Is something that you can quantify, and then once it's quantified, less of it is better. You probably say that. You probably just about say that. I'd like to see you measuring instruments. Well, I'm sorry, but I just don't really feel comfortable doing that. Um, <laughs> Come on, we're on radio. <laughs> I suppose you know. Coming like you know, in most of history, people died young, yeah, in okay. pain from their teeth, yeah. And they don't do that really anymore in most in the Western countries, and increasingly less and less. The lowest point of poverty continues to rise, so that the worse off the wor- most the most bad. I, I was thinking this the other day. I was seeing, I saw, saw some video on fucking the, on the book, you know, and someone posted some fucking video right about young people, and they were all going, oh, like yeah, they do, they do. the young people. Yeah. <laughs> All that, right? yeah. Girls, it was awful, and then, and, but it was, and it's, and then they were going, oh, it's terrible because you see, you people and your your previous generations like look down on our generation, but our generation have come of age in a recession, and you, and you didn't do that, so we're we've got it worse. I'm like, yeah, but there's a difference between a recession now and a recession in 1980 because the the poorest you can be as a young person still involves you having the communicator from Star Trek. 
Uh, right. And you see that but is, is, so the level of your coming of age in a recession is of a much higher level than people who were successful not coming of age in a recession 30 years ago and those that people 30 years were luckier than everyone who lived 100 years before them who were dying of their teeth and then 500 years before them people unable to read what's stumbling around blind in some medieval shit peep like it's, it, the, the, the level it, of it, shit is better what's better yeah. what's different is the is the so you know the gap between the richest and the poorest might expand, but if the level of the poorest goes up, then you can ultimately say that's a good thing rather than a bad thing. Isn't suffering a subjective thing that you're always, whatever the circumstances are, if you feel shit, you feel shit. I don't know if it's feeling shit. I think if you feel un- unfairly treated, you feel shit. Yeah. So so you know you could be in a but you know, a really that seems rich to me something you know, which can be corrected by lack of ignorance. Because if you're going, oh, it's you unfair. are an optimist. Un- you are an optimist. After I've all. always said this. I am an optimist and positive. That this is why I feel everything is. Neg- oh, I'm negative about everything because I feel things can be better. It's a very optimistic view. So we agree that there could be a better world. Totally. Well, I, 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 yes. Uh-huh. But. Uh, probably not on any of the details. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, okay, so uh, you've got. Well, I can't remember. Something. Mm, things. So we agree on a th- that there's a thing. This is not as mellow as this segment was supposed to be. <laughs> and we agree that there could be a better thing. Mm. Uh, and you've suggested that we're not going to agree on how there could be a better thing. Probably not. Go on, it's probably really how, how, how do you think there's going to be a better thing? I think probably just it will, it will happen. It's <laughs> just going really to just gonna get better. It probably will happen. Do you fast. not worry then? Not about the state of the world. No, I don't worry about it very much. Uh-huh. Um, I worry about specific things, but in terms of like, I don't tend to worry about the world slipping into calamity. I don't think it's going to happen. Or I do worry about personal tragedies. I don't worry about global ones because I don't think they're any of them particularly likely or, uh, any, or apart from isolated catastrophes and so on. But I don't think the general trend of the world is, is in going in the wrong direction. I think it's going in the right direction. So for I don't me, worry about that, no. For me, every, every circle, uh, by which I mean every, every, every level of being, I am, I am Michael James Parker, this person, and then I am my family, and then I am my my wider family and my friends and then I am Bevan Dean my, 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 my little valley community of, of Brighton and then I am Brighton and Hove and uh, the fishing village city uh, however it got called a city I don't know and uh, then I am south east of England then, 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 then I am Britain then I am world I am universe and well, all, said, in, I'm every woman <laughs> I'm every woman <laughs> and, and, and the, the, in, in every of these these spheres years of the, this I am uh, and the, that everyone is uh, is just very the, close to I am that I am isn't it <laughs> <laughs> very not close but, I'm the new but no, no, not saying that at all um, but in, in, I don't know why I had to become northern for that um, but in all in all of those but levels he, but he would be northern wouldn't he <laughs> I think if Jesus was to return right now uh, perhaps the Midlands uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably about 44 <laughs> I, I think about 44 <laughs> by now anyway and uh, and, and, and with all of those things, there is 
grief and there is 44, anger and there is indeed fear and there is joy on all of those levels and so on all of those levels you're there, there is the experience of suffering and pain and there, there is the yeah. experience of uh, of love uh, where was I going with this uh, that just say like, this, this therefore is, you are wrong at the end yeah of the therefore game. you are wrong oh. I hate being wrong. I know. I wonder. Um, I wonder what it must have felt like to be in the sixties and watch someone go to the moon, and imagine how quickly everything would go from that point on. How quickly you'd be in space. That's getting worse. How? Because like, because a, a, a few a few months ago, I, I was looking at Facebook and stuff, and probably like a lot of people, thinking it's sort of, especially since Ken, the Kennedy anniversary came up. So there's lots of films yeah. about. Kennedy and about going to space and stuff and how incredible it must have been that you've now got a TV where you can watch a man go on the moon and then 40 years later we've got amazing technology and we just sit there having opinions about things and not really doing anything with it apart from like connecting with each other and being self-centred and who ain't doing anything with it well, lots of people are, but I mean, like on Facebook and stuff. Like, if you watch, oh, that, that's just that's just us, us communicators. Oh, everyone's doing something, don't they? they? Well, yeah, that's true. But in oh, terms of what, in a lot of people aren't. A lot of people, and in terms of like the promise of it, I think I'm, what I'm talking about is the promise. Uh, it must have been incredible to kind of have this to watch this incredible promise. But it, but I, I still deliver. think it is. I still think that um, that everyone at some point in their lives has that. That that moment, for, which, which was the Apollo that sent the first uh, p- picture back of the whole Earth, it was about nine, was it? I think, yeah. It was definitely an odd number. Yeah. <laughs> it was seven, seven or nine, I think. Seven or nine. Um, and, you know, that got far enough out to send back a picture of of the whole of the Earth. And, you know, I've heard lots of commentary, which I've... Yeah, I've taken in and gone. Yeah, I'm with you on this. Mm-hmm. That that seeing the Earth as a whole object uh, from outside uh, was a shift in the perspective of of, of, no, the, of the mind of humanity, if such a thing could be said to exist. Really um, similar to how when they discovered the new world, Christianity, Christendom was shaken to its core because they met people who could never have yeah. heard of Jesus, and they had to suddenly go well. Everyone else we've ever met could have heard of Jesus and hasn't yeah. gone along with Jesus. Mm. These people could never have been exposed to him. So where are they going? Genuine, like Weltanschauung shaping. Indeed, yeah, indeed. And I, I, but, I, but I think that 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 kind of shift of perspective is something that can happen in every individual's life. You know, you didn't have to be there in 1967, 68, uh, or 69, and just be uh, there and, wow, the whole of humanity's got a new perspective. There is something that ha- that can happen in every every individual's life where you suddenly go, whoa, look at that. I can, lo- I can look at... At our, at our being from outside, when I talk of these these circles of shells of of, of being, you know, it, it, for, for me that's that's just you know that that part of growing up and, and looking at. I think at I feel from, disappointed. From I feel disappointed by about it, by the promise not really 
having come true. I feel disappointed that... What do you feel you were promised? Because I feel like I am qualified to leave the earth uh-huh. and to... to Be go Starbucks. somewhere else. Uh-huh. And, well, no... Uh, Obviously, I am a massive Battlestar Galactica fan, but that's not the point. The point is that I feel, I feel like I've, I feel like there's nothing left to do on this planet, uh-huh. and that there, and that I am qualified by stopping war would be a good by thing. What? I don't care that much about war. Um, stopping eradicating like, poverty, perhaps. No, I don't care. But I, I genuinely, I don't really care. I like, I, I think that economics sorts it out. I do. I think it sorts it out. You know, obviously, care in individual cases and stuff, but basically, uh, I feel able to leave. Yeah. Because I feel like I've been promised that I could, and I can't, okay. and I can't live long enough you, for that theory, to happen. Do, do you think there's this like that you get this combination of life extension and space migration lead to a squaring of human intelligence and yeah, and cause? Because I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly. Sixties sort of Tim theory, exactly. futurism, but, I th- but, and you the know, loss of like, futurism. I think that's a shame. Yeah, I I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like, the idea that you you use technology for things that are not... But I think part of the the problem is that that it's like there's an expectation that as soon as we've got a technology that everybody out there, out there, is going to do it, that either governments are going to take it up and they're going to make our world better or the people the people are going to realise that the governments are fucking them over and are going to stand up together you know when as soon as the people realise what the system is doing to them we're going to stand up for liberté égalité and fraternité and suddenly it's going to be all right again and I it's and, and I've held on to both of those uh, perspectives for for quite a long time. I think for kind of the, either they are going to sort it out for us, or we, the people, are going to sort it out. And uh, I've got to the point where I'm just thinking, well, just going to get on with my bit, really. I was just kind of come to the conclusion that basically the chaos of markets. We'll very we'll sort it out just kind of slowly and in a fairly boring way. But my my point I'm is I'm expecting that, the the apocalypse. It's <laughs> really not. My my really point not. is that I don't I don't. It's probably a little bit elitist, but I don't care about them. What's I am that? ready to leave, and so the the disappointment is that I am ready to go somewhere else. I've been educated to the point where I can, philosophically speaking, in my head, I've already left. Uh I'd not, I don't feel an affinity with people here. We are of the same species, but I don't feel the same philosophically. Uh I feel as though I am ready to go somewhere else and start something that is the next stage. And I'm not allowed to do that. This obviously day to day, this doesn't affect me at all. I just live with it. But there is this disappointment always in my Uh head that I'm not allowed to leave and go somewhere else and begin something new uh, and, and how, how long have you been how, how long have you been feeling this since I was 13 since you were 13 yeah so is, is there's part of you that feels elevated and you want to all of you to join that elevated I, place I would like a few select people including me to be uh-huh. able to opt in to leave uh-huh. 
and colonise but, but, but if, oh, she's but if, 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 if it's nothing to do with whether they are they are stupid and I am clever. It's nothing but, to do with that. It's to do with being being ready in is, your mind. Is what is stopping you getting to that elevated place? That very attitude of it being elevated. I don't think it's. I don't think she's talking about elevation. I think she's being. She's like Baudelaire or Carrot. You know, the, they leave. What is it? They leave for the sake of leaving, and without knowing why, That's they right. always say, "Let's yeah. go." Let's yeah. go. It's the. Let's it's go. the next. Let's go. Go. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, well, in brief, oh, it's it like, is come next. Come on, Sal. We've got to go. So I would why, like where to we participate. Just go. Yeah. It is the next. So thing. where 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 are you going? What what where, where when when you when when you went? Let's go. Where did you go? You've got into. I mean, you've got into kind of rock and roll. Yeah, you've you've gone into. I've gone into whatever's next. Yeah, so, that's a good place to go. But the next thing well, you want to I've always the, the, wanted to be the next thing to be to leave. And, 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 and if you want, if if where you want to go is whatever's next, isn't that driven by always being continually disappointed? Isn't isn't that isn't that the yeah. I'm disappointed? I want to go wherever's next. That's the trade off, isn't it? If, 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 if you want to, if you if you want to go wherever's next. Mm part of what's driving you to want whatever's next and the the kind of like the karmic karmic baggage that goes with it is to feel slightly disappointed because if you, if you weren't disappointed you go actually don't need to go wherever's next I'm quite happy here thank the you very disappointment's much. made up of something being finished so when something is finished and you've learned all there is to learn about it then other people can have it if they want it and they want to continue it but I don't want to continue it I have learned it we want to find the planet of the beatniks pretty much yeah <laughs> but, turn right look, the horse look, 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 horse look, 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 the look around Lewis look at Bevendine look at Lewis is not the planet the, of the no, beatniks no no no, no, no <laughs> that's not what I'm saying I'm just think, saying that there is so much brave new world to, to, to be found here yeah, there's, there's, there's a brave new that. world to be found in this house. There's brave new world to be found in this street, in this town, in this county. There's brave new world to be to be found. I think that's. I think you probably feel that. I definitely don't. Uh, it, it doesn't really help that I wasn't born in England either, and I don't like it here. I don't like this country. Uh, I'm never going to like it. I don't like anything about it really. If on, I was, you do like it, something about it. No, I don't. Go on, tell me, tell me one thing you like about it. I like occasionally. I like the very small British rebellions that really result in nothing. British but obstinacy, yeah. That's British, good, good. British, like carrying a placard that says no, below pads No, the more, like, yeah. more like, well, I'm not doing that. That's not my job, that kind of thing. Because, uh, like, sometimes that is, the, that is literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> the only, I love about Britain, the only possible rebellion you can that. do is go, well, I'm phoning in sick then. <laughs> you know, that yeah, kind of I thing, like, like that someone, someone is a bit sarky to you at work and then you go to the doctor and get signed off with depression for six months. Yeah, exactly. That, that, kind of, that is a very <laughs> British thing to do. I quite like that. that uh, beyond that, not really, no. I don't, I don't, I think that, I think that it is a, it is a country riddled with the failures of class <laughs> and I think that, I that, think that is... twee fetishisation of Britishness thing that happens now um, with, with people going with their, I mean, oh we're so eccentric so, I just love tea and like yes it's nice shut up <laughs> I've got, I, I don't love... drink that anywhere else in the world yeah. <laughs> I have to live here at the moment I have to I am 25 stay. and yeah I'm going to buy WI jam on purpose fuck <laughs> off but um <laughs> and I but I love it in, just in a purely philosophical way, oh, nice I'm trying to, I just I have moved on from it in my head. It's not I'm not here. Right. 
And so in your head, but that's that's the thing: is 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 your head living up there? Is is your head the satellite? Uh, of, you know. Spinning around the planet, and the re- it's the, like the rest of your body that can't join you. It's not spinning around the planet; it is somewhere else. <laughs> it's it's it on the planet left. of the beat. We've got. We've got. We've we got let's a go. Mega City Mike's bookshop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I've always really liked um, so films Dredd. and programs right. about space. Right. Always, yeah. even when I was really, really young, I really liked. Pro- not like, you know, things like um, what's that one with Jodie Foster and Contact. Contact, which is such an incredible film because it's kind of it's like she is contacted by somebody and she goes through this personal process of doing that, and they it's very gentle and they're very careful and they make contact slowly and it happens yeah. over time and it's very very the people who contact are very very careful and it's beautiful because it's kind of but the thing that I resent about it is that it's too slow yeah. and also all of these films none of this stuff has happened yeah. and going back to it. What must it been have been like in the sixties? But for me, you see, like when Kennedy said we chose to go to the moon, uh, basically you're saying like we don't know, uh, we just want to go there, uh, and we just did go there. And what we, uh, for me, what we got from the Apollo missions was a, a perspective on the whole Earth from outside it. Look, it is this whole round sphere upon which we all live. It was that was the the perspective. It was just like what was the point of the Apollo missions it was to go there yeah, and be able absolutely. to look back and say we all live there yeah. and you know if we're going to do something worthwhile we've got to do it there uh, this is what we've been given that prompts in me the obvious response which is rebellion uh-huh. don't tell me what to do I don't want to live here I want to live somewhere else and like and so that's that's what happens it's a bit like when um, when your parent insists you eat you finish your dinner uh-huh. and some children will always then finish their dinner and some children will rebel against it and uh-huh. never finish their dinner i am the latter i never finish my oh, dinner I'm, I'm, i've got the same thing where, I think where my, 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 I, t- I take so long to decide how to how to make a decision if anyone tells me what they think my decision should be i then add that into the mix and go oh i'm a bit manipulated i don't yeah. know i think i need an extra hour to think about this then. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure most people like I've i mean it's an affliction it's an affliction because it what, is you know that kind of innate sense of i have to rebel on the side <laughs> I think it's getting a lot worse because of the internet, actually, because now things become established things that everyone thinks really fast. Yeah. So, like, something, an issue comes up and suddenly people's minds change and everyone thinks the same thing really quickly. But whenever that happens, I always just instinctively want to think the opposite and will then find reasons to think the opposite. But, like, quite often, so, like, you're just, just completely sane, sensible positions on world events will become the thing that everyone thinks on the internet. Yeah. And then I immediately go, right, well, in that case... <laughs> I think yeah. I'm pretty much pro-racism now. It's the only <laughs> option left to me if you're all going to think the same that. fucking thing. So uh-huh. fine. And you know, so it just becomes really difficult because like, my, my natural state is to go. It was the same. I remember it at school, kind of like whatever was the prevailing mood. I'd be the opposite. If everyone was like calling each other gay, in a, I'd be like, right, I'd be the way screaming gay this school's ever seen. But then the second in the sixth form, they all started going, oh yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really cool with that. Yeah, yeah homosexuality, that's really, uh, that's really him. I'd be like, right, fuck off, you gays. So I just, you know, I couldn't, couldn't help it. It was like the fact that they'd switched over to my position drove me mental. It was like, no, I will not be part of your club. It does. I mean, what the way that I deal with the issue of not having been able to leave physically, though I mm-hmm. have in my mind, is I 
is is I kind of put that energy and disappointment into um, someone will say we need this amount of money to make puppets and I'll go no we don't and I'll make them myself and I'll put all my energy into that and that distracts me enough I hear, I hear it in your sad. I hear it in some of your songs as well yeah. I, I hear that uh, and there is there, there, there are some, there are some of your songs, and I, and I, and I hear you singing, and I think what you're describing is a part of me too. Uh, the, um, I, your, your Unity Mitford one in particular. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Uh, Simon wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Simon wrote it, yeah. and you, and and the way you sing it. I mean, it's like Simon obviously. To be fair, Simon has written most of the songs. Uh-huh. I haven't written very many. But the, but the, but it's it's both in the. In the songwriting and the and the performance of it, that I am nodding. That that feeling, um, I, I I know that feeling, and I, and I know that, um, yeah, that, 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 there's there's a, there's a despair in that, um, and, uh, and 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 a joy in the in the the desperate elevation uh, of of. of the per- that person's position. Um, I think the internet's definitely done something to kind of following on from what you were saying. It's kind of done something to nuance. So you can't um, you can't discuss complex philosophy because it is all one or the other. It is all this or that. It, I, and I, and, and the, the problem with that, the reason you can't yeah. is that if you if you suggest that somebody is wrong, there's a flame wall. It's uh, not. It doesn't. It's not a discussion. It's it is a war because yeah. people. I think that, there's lots of reasons they're bored. I mean, they're bored, and that is massively fun to do. To kind of just is that with part of a stage of development of a of a new medium? You know that we that there's a new learning of how to do it. You know, I just got into a. Uh, a really interesting debate with a friend of mine who's you know very red. Uh, you know, socialists, and he was bigging up the revolutionary aspect of Mandela, and I was being the kind of like liberal truth and reconciliation, uh, you know, committee boat, and uh, you know, so we were having an interesting political debate about it, and then John, who we've mentioned before, <laughs> uh, wades in with board of Mandela, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's like I had to kind of like you know do. Be able to carry on my political debate while embracing John, uh, and it's, you know, it's like, yes, we need constructors, deconstructors, and reconstructors. <laughs> I can see which mode you're in now, uh, and but it's it's it is difficult to kind of like converse on Facebook because it's basically it's not a safe space. It's, it's tones. Uh, you can't hear tones. I think it's very can't. primate. Yeah. Everything like there's so much, especially between men on Facebook, mm. uh-huh. is all primate shows of strength, and uh-huh. I find that really, I just find it really unpleasant. So I just kind of, I just back away from anything that looks like content. And I'll just, I just back away from it because I just got no interest in proving primate strength to other men on Facebook. It's, it's something I can't. It makes me too unhappy and angry because it's yeah. like, yeah, I, 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 I have a really another really interesting one. Um, to the to the day when someone put up a uh, a 
uh, kind of a diss to International Men's Day, and they said, "Ha ha, International Men's Day." Well, let's hope that's the end of uh, structural bias against men in the matriarchy. And uh, yeah, I sniggered at their little little bit of sarcasm, and they went, oh, "I don't think I'm going to let that lie, actually." And uh, and decided to have a discussion about, well, actually, you know, men's issues, uh, you know, need to <laughs> need to be. Um, dealt with as well and I'm glad that we've got an International Men's Day to you know, bring some to... of these things to, to, to the surface and then that's I immediately got it's such a bear pit because yeah, actually, I, got you, I don't know if you knew, I don't know if you knew when you were saying that that, that yeah. you were wading into something with these really established because like there, are, there is a thing called men's rights activists on the internet MRAs who are not really men's rights activists they're just people who hate women and like to <laughs> so, but, like, but, the, but the goal but because these are such rigid goalposts the minute you say something that sounds like something one of them might say yep. you're just them yep. so you did. You get all the stuff that we that's what, what happens of uh, course yeah but then I decided to uh, I, I after after really pushing it with a with a kind of really edgy uh, poem that was either gonna uh, make them love me or hate me and uh, predictably um, <laughs> you know which way it went yeah. um, but but, so, <laughs> but but then I I said okay I withdraw from this uh, argument with respect um, and it was like oh, it, it gave me it gave me the opportunity to to actually say you know you you're you're slagging me off but you've become the 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 masculine dominators here uh in in and oh that that would have gone down really well i imagine <laughs> yeah i didn't no i didn't didn't, didn't bother <laughs> yeah. saying that uh so it was like there was, there was no need to say that there was that was, it was like mm. the the situation gave me the opportunity to uh, act out of my own integrity, and which is kind of what I'm saying. Any any situation can be, whether it be being a poet or uh, or in rock and roll, or whether it be in deciding to save the world in the way that we want to save the world. Whatever situation is laid out in front of you gives you the opportunity to act out of your own integrity, um, and I do that happens uh, for me on whether on Facebook or down the road. Fair enough. If people want to give money to you <laughs> in, in exchange for your for your integrity and or work, how can they do that? You've got a website. Oh, if someone if someone is listening to this in in uh, rural Illinois uh-huh. and thinks, you know what, I like the cut of that man's chip, I'd like to give him some money. Well, there's www.adventurepoetry.co. Dot UK. It's not, it's dot com. No, it's dot co dot UK. It? it was dot com. Oh, okay. I was uh, just and, it, and so. then they, they kind of like snatched that away from okay. me. It's dot co dot UK. So I did become dot co dot UK. You can find out a little bit more about me. There's this bit that says coach uh, that says mm. the, that says I will be a coach. <laughs> At some point, I'm not yet. Uh, so, if you think that I could be your coach, because uh, that's where the yeah. money is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then, then you know, um, pledge me millions of you pounds. Worry. I think this has been a good advert for that. I mean, like people have listened to that and gone, "Oh, I'm feeling very negative," and you know, I've, I never, never quite get the courage to believe that I'm a a fictional medieval. Um, <laughs> if that's your problem 
The solution is That's fantastic. Uh, me and Judy aren't going to play anything on this one because uh, we're going to record some of the gig we're doing this week and play some of that, and copy some of that onto the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so enjoy that. I don't know. It's probably 2014 now. Uh, Happy enjoying, New Year. Enjoying the New Year. Yeah. Well, yes. yes. What did you do for New Year's? I um, <laughs> I sat on the side of a road listening to Radio Four. I hope that's not going to happen. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we've done ages. This has been really long. Okay. I'm going to stop. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. Say goodbye to the people. Thank you, people. Thank you, indelicates. Bye bye. Bye bye. a bit. Addendum. It's an addendum. This is for. No, no, no. It's an addendum. It's an addendum. You don't just say this is for. You've got to say. You've got to explain why the addendum is an addendum. Right. Go on then. Because we said on the podcast just now that they've just heard. Yeah. Um, that we were going to record part of our gig. But the battery didn't work. The battery didn't work. That's a kind of high-tech yeah. operation well, we're running here. It was a dead battery. It was a dead battery. And I didn't realise until about five minutes. Because so. it was a goth record. <laughs> it had a dead battery. Yeah. 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 Um, so instead we're going to do... I think Is this the last song that's on the request list? No, there's two more. No. Oh. That have been requested since. Okay. Well, that's fine then. Um, but this is the second, the third to last song that's on the request. So request more songs because this podcast is only going. Did you just listen to that podcast just then that we did? Brilliant. Yeah. I think that was the best one. It was great. I yeah. was saying some mental shit. No, you were saying good shit. It was. Yeah. A, we made some predictions about 2014. Do you think people will be offended by the Mandela stuff? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> probably will. <laughs> they probably won't know. There's disinterest, but people should listen to that podcast. It was a really good one. We're gonna do pubes, right? Yeah, pubes. We're gonna try we're doing... you doing pubes with my talk box um, to do something a bit different. Yeah, it sounds like such an innuendo for something, doesn't it? <coughs> that is the talk box. Yeah. This is for Julie Crawford. <coughs> All right, let's let's have a go at this. <laughs> very nice. It's very yeah. rock and roll, sort of. Have a conversation with me while I'm on the talk box. Um, what are you having for tea today? <laughs> You're having a sandwich. <laughs> Eggs and bacon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not there, am I? I don't know what I'm having for dinner. I've got to decide that. Yeah, Asda. Yeah. Um, Alright. <laughs> oh, the places you'll go. The things you'll get for a couple of pubes on the internet Why be this when you could be that instead For just a couple of pubes on the internet I say, ooh, shalalala, ooh, shalalala The spirit's in the groove so the words don't matter Say, ooh, shalalala, ooh, shalalala There's blood on your thighs and your skirt's in tatters And they'll let their shoulders to the top of the pile In a hooded circle working will to pay their debt And making efforts for a fluid while you stop and smile And show two pubes on the internet Wow, 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 wow,
Do you predict that would have been amazing? I mean, it was a bit low for me to sing, but I think I managed it without coffee. I so. thought it was amazing. Yeah. Very nice. All right, that's the podcast this week. We're going to do a new podcast, I promise, and it's going to be even more amazing than this one. But uh, stay tuned for this one next week. We've got Martin White from... Uh, the Mystery Facts Machine Orchestra. And from the world of knowing celebrities and performance and all sorts of things yeah he's good it's a good one that one is it as good as this one this one's really good i'd say they're about on par excellent yeah so that's the promise we'll live up to bye 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 bye